The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. Tuesday Good News Day is here. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Tuesday, November 28, 2023, Tuesday of the 34th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Tuesday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is St. Catherine Labore, born in 1806, the ninth of 11 children. Growing up, Catherine was known for being quiet and practical, though she was extremely devout. During a visit to the Daughters of Charity Hospital, Catherine saw a picture of the old priest on the wall. She discovered it was their founder, St. Vincent de Paul. Catherine immediately knew she would become a member of St. Vincent's order. In 1830, Catherine entered the novitiate of the Daughters of Charity. Months later, she woke from her sleep and approached the chapel. The door swung open, revealing a brilliant light. Our Lady said to her, God wishes to charge you with a mission. You will be contradicted, but do not fear. You will have the grace to do what is necessary. Tell your spiritual director all that passes within you. Times are evil in France and in the world. In November 1830, the Blessed Mother visited Catherine a second time and showed herself inside an oval frame standing upon a globe with rays of light coming from her hands toward the globe. Around the frame were the words, O Mary, conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee. Mary asked Catherine to take these images to her father confessor, telling him they should be placed on a medallion. After two years, he brought her story to the archbishop. The archbishop ordered 2,000 medals struck. Catherine Labore spent the next 40 years of her life caring for the elderly, sick, and disabled. On December 31, 1876, Catherine passed away at the age of 70. St. Catherine Labore, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions, together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And we pray for the Holy Father. As he fulfills his mission, may he continue to accompany the flock entrusted to him with the help of the Holy Spirit. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Does anyone remember Y2K? 
I was a junior in high school in 1999 when there was a lot of hype about the looming year 2000. Some people thought that it signaled the end times. Obviously, the start of a new millennium is a momentous occasion. It's huge. But there was a lot of panic and worry and conspiracy theories and speculation. This is from an, a recent article about Y2K. For a time, about 20 years ago, millions of people, including corporate chiefs and government leaders, feared that the internet was going to crash and shatter on New Year's Eve and bring much of civilization crumbling down with it. This was all because computers around the world weren't equipped to deal with the fact of the year 2000. Their software thought of years as two digits, and so when the year 99 gave way to the year 00, data would behave as if it were about the year 1900, a century before, and system upon system in an almost infinite chain of dominoes would fail. Billions were spent trying to prepare for what seemed almost inevitable. But then, when the end of the year did come, and midnight struck in time zone after time zone around the globe, almost nothing happened. There had been a mass of preparation and just as much panic. The story is a testament to how little we can understand of the strength or fragility of our vast information, information networks, and how even less we can understand of what the future holds at any time. And I remember very well hearing stories of people building bunkers underground, buying years' worth of MREs, meals ready to eat, storing up on dry goods and food rations for the long haul, acquiring more guns for protection. And it's not just Y2K. There are plenty of other instances in history where people have sought to guess the end times and prepare accordingly. There's been whole religious movements based on some calculation about when the world is going to end. Jesus, we're in the last week of ordinary time, and we've just come off of that great solemnity where we cele celebrated you as our king. Christ the King is a feast that reminds us to look forward, to look to the future, to Christ in majesty, and to our own judgment. All of the month of November is a kind of liturgical reflection on the future. We meditated on death, on judgment, on the last things, heaven, hell, purgatory, our personal judgment, the judgment of the world, the new creation. It's very good for us to do this, for us to meditate on the future. It does us a lot of spiritual good. But I also see, Jesus, how sometimes we can obsess over the future and your promised return. And this can actually cause spiritual damage. We read in the Gospel of Luke, While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, All that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. 
notice the curiosity of the apostles. And it's an understandable curiosity. They have this concern about when the end will come, what signs will be attached to it, what signs should we be attentive to. Teacher, when will this happen? And we have the same question. And Jesus, you mentioned some of those signs. You say that there will be wars and insurrections, that there will be people who come in your name as deceivers. In another place, you call them antichrists. You speak of wars and rumor of wars, natural disasters, the persecution of the church, the persecution of Christians, also large-scale apostasy, where many, many people will fall away from the faith. You also speak of false prophets. These are all clues, and we should be attentive to them, to the signs of the time. But they're also hard to decipher, and we can easily confuse one specific event as an indication of the end. But the fact is that we've done that so many times over history and failed in our calculations. The point is, we just don't know. It's in your hands, Jesus. And, you know, with all these false alarms, people start to prepare, and they think they prepare accordingly by building bunkers. But what is the proper preparation? Is it having your bunker built and your supplies of food and candles and flashlights and electric generators stored away? How many MREs do you need? Perhaps all that may be nece become necessary at some point. We should certainly be prudent and practical. But is that really the preparation that matters most? Or, Jesus, do you want us rather to be preparing our soul? What rations are we storing up spiritually for the return of the Lord? Whether that be at the end of time or at the end of our time, our personal time on this earth. Jesus, help us to be focusing on the right things. If we're prepared, spiritually, then the rest is really of secondary importance and may be unhelpful to obsess over. There is the danger of a bunker mentality, where rather than trying to address the problems of this world, we seek to flee from them, to hide out in our bunker waiting for D-Day and lamenting the, the problems of this world. St. Josemaria encouraged us to sanctify the world from within to get out there and to try to continue to carry out the evangelization, even when things look very dark. Jesus, we know that you want us to, to look forward to the end, to prepare ourselves, and to do so more than anything through our spiritual preparation. We can consider today what that preparation means for each one of us. Perhaps it means going to confession. Perhaps it means asking someone for forgiveness. Perhaps it means resolving once more to be more a soul of prayer, to take greater recourse of the sacraments. This is how we store up spiritual uh, supplies, spiritual rations, so that when the time comes, we are facing the Lord and ready to receive him joyfully. I thank you, my God for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede 
or me. There's plenty more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. The liturgical day begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we begin this day of prayer as we join with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will will proclaim proclaim your praise. praise. Come, let us worship the Lord our mighty God. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship the Lord Almighty God. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Surrender to God, and And He will do everything for you. Do not fret because of the wicked. Do not envy those who do evil. 
for they wither quickly like grass and fade like the green of the fields. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, He will grant your heart's desire. Commit your life to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will act. So that your justice breaks forth like the light, your cause like the noonday sun. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Do not fret at the man who prospers, a man who makes evil plots to bring down the needy and the poor. Calm your anger and forget your rage. Do not fret, it only leads to evil. For those who do evil shall perish, the patient shall inherit the land. A little longer, and the wicked shall have gone. Look at his place, he is not there. But the humble shall own the land and enjoy the fullness of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Surrender to God, and He will do everything for you. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. The Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. Turn away from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey Him. The wicked man plots against the just and gnashes his teeth against him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is at hand. The sword of the wicked is drawn. His bow is bent to slaughter the upright. Their sword shall pierce their own hearts, and their bows shall be broken to pieces. The just man's few possessions are better than the wicked man's wealth. For the power of the wicked shall be broken, and the Lord will support the just. He protects the lives of the upright. Their heritage will last forever. They shall not be put to shame in evil days. In time of famine, their food shall not fail. But all the wicked shall perish, and all the enemies of the Lord. They are like the beauty of the meadows, They shall vanish. They shall vanish like smoke. The wicked man borrows without repaying, but the just man is generous and gives. Those blessed by the Lord shall own the land, but those he has cursed shall be destroyed. The Lord guides the steps of a man and makes safe the path of one he loves. Though he stumble, he shall never fall. For the Lord holds him by the hand. I was young, and now I am old. But I have never seen the just man forsaken, nor his children begging for bread. All the day he is generous and lends, and his children become a blessing. Then turn away from evil and do good, and you shall have a home forever. For the Lord loves justice and will never forsake his friends. 
The unjust shall be wiped out forever, and the children of the wicked destroyed. The just shall inherit the land, there they shall live forever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Turn Turn away from from evil. Learn to do God's will. And the Lord will strengthen you if you obey him. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. The just man's mouth utters wisdom, and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The wicked man watches for the just and seeks occasion to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his power, nor let him be condemned when he is judged. Then wait for the Lord, keep to his way. It is he who will free you from the wicked, raise you up to possess the land, and see the wicked destroyed. I have seen the wicked triumphant, towering like a cedar of Lebanon. I passed by again. He was gone. I searched. He was nowhere to be found. See the just man. Mark the upright. For the peaceful man a future lies in store. But sinners shall all be destroyed. No future lies in store for the wicked. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord, their stronghold in time of distress. The Lord helps them and delivers them and saves them, for their refuge is in Him. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. You proclaim the poor to be blessed, Lord Jesus, for the kingdom of heaven is given to them. Fill us generously with your gifts. Teach us to put our trust in the Father and to seek his kingdom first of all, rather than imitate the powerful and envy the rich. Wait for the Lord to lead, then follow in his way. Teach me goodness and holy wisdom, for I have put my trust in your guidance. From the second letter of the Apostle Peter, I intend to recall these things to you constantly, even though you already understand and are firmly rooted in the truth you possess. I consider it my duty, as long as I live, to prompt you with this reminder. I know by the indications of our Lord Jesus Christ, has given me, how close is the day when I must fold my tent. I shall press to have you recall these things frequently after my departure. It was not by way of cleverly concocted myths that we taught you about the coming in power of our Lord Jesus Christ, for we were eyewitnesses of his sovereign majesty. He received glory and praise 
from God the Father when that unique declaration came to him out of the majestic splendor. This is my beloved Son, on whom my favor rests. We ourselves heard this said from heaven while we were in his company on the holy mountain. Besides, we possess the prophetic message as something altogether reliable. Keep your attention closely fixed on it, as you would on a lamp shining in a dark place until the first streaks of dawn appear and the morning star rises in your hearts. First, you must understand this. There is no prophecy contained in Scripture which is a personal interpretation. Prophecy has never been put forward by man's willing it. It is rather that men impelled by the Holy Spirit have spoken under God's influence. The Word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. The Word became flesh and lived among us. And, and we, we have, have seen, seen His glory, glory the glory of the, of the Father's, Father's only Son, we witnessed with our own eyes His sovereign majesty when we were with Him on the holy mountain. And we, we have, have seen His glory, the, the glory of the Father's only Son. A reading from a treatise on John by St. Augustine, Bishop. We Christians are the light, at least by comparison with believers. Thus the Apostle says, For once you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk then as sons of the light. And elsewhere he says, The night is far spent, the day is drawing near. Let us therefore lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk uprightly as in the day. Nevertheless, since the days in which we are now living are still dark, compared to the light which we shall see, hear what the Apostle Peter says. He speaks of a voice that came from the supreme glory and said to the Lord Christ, you are my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This voice, he says, we heard coming from heaven, when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because we ourselves were not present there and did not hear that voice from heaven, Peter says to us, And we possess a more certain prophetic word to which you do well to attend, as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. When therefore our Lord Jesus Christ shall come, and as the Apostle Paul says, bring to light things hidden in darkness, and make plain the secrets of the heart, so that everyone may receive his commendation from God, then lamps will no longer be needed. When that day is at hand, the prophet will not be read to us, the book of the Apostle will not be opened. We shall not require the testimony of John. We shall have no need of the gospel itself. Therefore, all scriptures will be taken away from us, those scriptures which in the night of this world burned like lamps, so that we might not remain in darkness. When all these things are removed as no longer necessary for our illumination, and when the men of God, by whom they were ministered to us, shall themselves together with us behold the true and dear light, without such aids, what shall we see? With what shall our minds be nourished? What will give joy to our gaze? Where will that gladness come from which eye has not seen and ear has not heard? 
which has not even been conceived by the heart of man. What shall we see? I implore you to love with me, and by believing, to run with me. Let us long for our heavenly country. Let us sigh for our heavenly home. Let us truly feel that here we are strangers. What shall we say then? Let the gospel tell us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. You will come to the fountain, with whose dew you have already been sprinkled. Instead of the ray of light which was sent through slanting and winding ways into the heart of your darkness, you will see the light itself in all its purity and brightness. It is to see and experience this light that you are now being cleansed. Dearly beloved, John himself says, We are the sons of God, and it has not yet been disclosed what we shall be. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. I feel that your spirits are being raised up with mine to the heavens above. But the body which is corruptible weighs down the soul, and this earthly tent burdens the thoughtful mind. I am about to lay aside this book, and you are soon going away, each to his own business. It has been good for us to share the common light, good to have enjoyed ourselves, good to have been glad together. When we part from one another, let us not depart from him. Night will be no more, nor will they need the light of the lamp or the sun. For, For the, the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever. They shall see him face to face, and bear his name on their foreheads. For the Lord God will be their light, and they shall reign forever. Lord, increase our eagerness to do your will, and help us to know the saving power of your love. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. I told you a few days ago that Jesus knew exactly what was going to happen to the city of Jerusalem. Today's gospel is coming up in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Tuesday, November 28, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells of some of the signs to watch for before the end is near. It's from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Luke. As some spoke of the temple, how it was adorned with noble stones and offerings, he said, as for these things which you see, the days will come when there shall not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign when this is about to take place? Take heed that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time is at hand. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and tumults, do not be terrified, for this must first take place, but the end will not be at once. Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. 
there will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and pestilences, and there will be terrors and great signs from heaven. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. When all is said and done, our feet are made of clay. We are pretty weak as beings go. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 5, Ordinary Time. One of the readings for today's Mass comes from the book of Daniel. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream which filled him with foreboding, yet he seemed unable to remember its content. The prophet Daniel describes the dream and then interprets its meaning. You saw, O king, and behold a great image. This image mighty before you, and its appearance was frightening. The head of this image was of fine gold, its breast and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of clay. As you looked, a stone was cut out by no human hand, and it smote the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Everything came crashing down at once. The gold, the silver, the bronze, the iron, and the clay were broken to pieces and became like the chaff of the summer threshing floors. And the wind carried them away so that not a trace of them could be found. Daniel shows that the dream represents destruction of one kingdom after another. The chain of destruction was begun by Nebuchadnezzar himself and would be climaxed by the arrival of a kingdom of the God of heaven which shall never be destroyed. God's kingdom would overcome all other kingdoms and last to the end of time. This image may also be seen to represent every Christian, an intelligence of gold so as to know God, a heart of silver with a great capacity for love and immense strength based on the practice of the virtues, all of which rests upon feet of clay. The reality of our human nature is that we are essentially weak. We are liable to fall. This realization should lead us to be prudent and humble. The Christian has to be aware of his weakness and trust in the help of the Lord. This should be our constant prayer and explains our practice of mortification and our dependence on spiritual direction. In this way, our very weakness can become our pillar of strength. Surely we have all experienced the truth within this prayer of St. Augustine. Who is the man who will reflect on his weakness and yet dare to credit his chastity and innocence to his own powers? so that he loves thee the less as if he had little need for that mercy by which thou forgivest sins to those who turn to thee. It is the experience of our own sinfulness which convinces us of our frailty. Those who seek to follow God taste many temptations and falls. God's grace and our good desires do not eliminate our proneness to sin. Our consciousness of this truth should make a big difference in our life, We have to depend on the strength of God rather than on our own unreliable resources. Again, let us learn from St. Augustine's reflections on God's ways. Amid the lower parts he has built for himself out of our clay, a lowly dwelling in which he would protect from themselves those ready to become submissive to him and bring them to himself. 
He heals their injuries and nourishes their love so that they may not proceed further in self-confidence, but rather become weak. This is the way we Christians must travel. We have to cry out ceaselessly with a strong and humble faith, Lord, put not your trust in me, but I, I put my trust in you. Then as we sense in our hearts the love, the compassion, the tenderness of Christ's gaze upon us, for he never abandons us, we shall come to understand the full meaning of those words of St. Paul, if we have faith in our Lord in spite of our failings, or rather with our failings, we shall be faithful to our Father God. His divine power will shine forth in us, sustaining us in our weakness. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. It's available at your local Catholic bookstore. Let's join the whole church in prayer once again. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Lord, send forth your light and your truth. Defend me, O God, and plead my cause against a godless nation. From deceitful and cunning men, rescue me, O God. Since you, O God, are my stronghold, 
Why have you rejected me? Why do I go mourning, oppressed by the foe? O send forth your light and your truth. Let these be my guide. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. And I will come to the altar of God, the God of my joy. My Redeemer, I will thank you on the harp, O God, my God. Why are you cast down, my soul? Why groan within me? Hope in God. I will praise him still, my Savior and my God. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Father, source of everlasting light, send forth your truth into our hearts and pour over us the brightness of your light. Lord, Lord, send send forth forth your your light and and your truth. Lord, keep us safe all the days of our lives. Lord, keep Keep us us safe all the days of our lives. Once I said, In the noontime of life I must depart to the gates of the netherworld where I shall be consigned for the rest of my years. I said, I shall see the Lord no more in the land of the living. No longer shall I behold my fellow men among those who dwell in the world. My dwelling, like a shepherd's tent, is struck down and borne away from me. You have folded up my life, like a weaver who severs the last thread. Day and night you give me over to torment. I cry out until the dawn. Like a lion he breaks all my bones. Day and night you give me over to torment. Like a swallow I utter shrill cries, I moan like a dove. My eyes grow weak, gazing heavenward. O Lord, I am in straits. Be my surety. You have preserved my life from the pit of destruction. When you cast behind your back all my sins. For it is not the netherworld that gives you thanks nor death that praises you. Neither do those who go down into the pit await your kindness. The living, the living give you thanks, as I do today. Fathers declare to their sons, O God, your faithfulness. The Lord is our Savior. We shall sing to stringed instruments in the house of the Lord all the days of our life. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Lord, keep keep us safe all the days of our life. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you, O God, our praise is due in Zion. To you our praise is due in Zion, O God. To you we pay our vows. 
you who hear our prayer. To you all flesh will come with its burden of sin. Too heavy for us are offenses, but you wipe them away. Blessed is he whom you choose and call to dwell in your courts. We are filled with the blessings of your house, of your holy temple. You keep your pledge with wonders, O God, our Savior, the hope of all the earth and of far distant isles. You uphold the mountains with your strength. You are girded with power. You still the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves and the tumult of the peoples. The ends of the earth stand in awe at the sight of your wonders. The lands of sunrise and sunset you fill with your joy. You care for the earth. Give it water. You fill it with riches. Your river in heaven brims over to provide its grain. And thus you provide for the earth. You drench its furrows. You level it, soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness. Abundance flows in your steps. In the pastures of the wilderness it flows. The hills are girded with joy. The meadows covered with flocks. The valleys are decked with wheat. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord God, hope of all the earth, hear the humble prayer of your children as we sing your praises. Pour out your Spirit on us so that our lives may bear fruit abundantly. To you, O God, our our praise is due in Zion. A reading from 1 Thessalonians. You are not in the dark, brothers, that the day should catch you off guard like a thief. No, all of you are children of light and of the day. We belong neither to darkness nor to night. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to to God. God. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Dawn finds me watching, crying out for you. All my trust is in your promise. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, listen to my cry. All my trust is in your promise. Lord, save us from the hands of all who hate us. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free 
to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. Lord, Save us from the hands of all who hate us. Let us bless our Savior who enlightens the world by his resurrection. Let us humbly beg him. Keep us, Lord, on your path. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Lord Jesus, we honor your resurrection in our morning prayer. The hope of your glory enlightens our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Accept, Lord our prayers and petitions as the first fruits of our day. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Grant that we may progress today in your love and that all things may work together for our good and the good of all. Keep Keep us, us, Lord, on on your path. path. Make our light shine so brightly before men that seeing our good works they may give glory to the Father. Keep Keep us, Lord, on your path. Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but But deliver deliver us from from evil. Lord Jesus Christ, true light of the world, you guide all mankind to salvation. Give us the courage, strength, and grace to build a world of justice and peace ready for the coming of that kingdom. You live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Go on out now and share the good news. Morning Air is coming up next with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. Go out and make it a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.